Sounds good. Okay, and we are live on Facebook. All right, well, let's get right, right to it. We're about two minutes late, but that's okay. <laughs> Hi, everyone. Welcome to our online home buyers webinar. I'm Fatima Ives, a buyer specialist with the Heater Home team at Keller Williams Metropolitan in Bedford. And I'm here today with your co host, Marie Bernard. Hi, everybody. I'm Marie Bernard, and like Fatima, I'm a buyer specialist with the Heater Home team. Thank you so much for joining us today. We'd also like to give a warm welcome to Corey Bowman, a loan officer with Harbor One Mortgage. Um, he'll be discussing a little bit more about the financing process and answering any questions you may have later on. Hey, Corey. Thanks, Fatima. <laughs> Thank you for joining us. Um, Absolutely. Now, for anyone new to Zoom, I'd like to explain a couple ways you can interact with us. And we really hope you do because we want to make this an interactive webinar and we need your help to make this a fun video. So at the bottom of your screen, whether you're using your phone or your computer, there are two buttons labeled participants and chat. Uh, if you click on participants, you see your name in the top right corner. Uh, if you go over that, you'll see a raise hand button. If you click that right there, uh, we'll be able to see that you raise your hand and that you have a question and we'll get to you right away. If it's a question that we're not able to answer, to the best of our ability in the time frame that we have right now. Uh, we will save it to the end and have Dave Peter from our team or one of us, Maria or I, uh, answer those questions in a separate video. Or Corey, if it's a financial question. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, you guys, um, we'd love to hear from you. So if you're just signing on or you're coming on the Zoom or the Facebook Live, just type hi in the chat box so we know that you're watching. Um, this is going to be a great informative video for anybody who is going to be a first-time home buyer or anybody who just needs a refresher. Um, so, Fatima, can you give us an idea of what we're going to be going over today? Yeah, so let's go over some major topics for today. Um, number one, we have how and where do you start the home buying process, and then what the home buying process actually looks like, um, starting from pre-qualification all the way to closing. We'll be going over financing as well, uh, the differences between customer and client, and the market and why it's a good time to buy right now. So around five, five major topics that we'll be going over today. Um, stay tuned for the end. That's a big one. <laughs> um, so let's go right in. How many of you are renting right now? Raise your hand or type me in the chat box. Uh, let's get an idea of who we're talking to. You may be a first-time home buyer, maybe a second, third-time home buyer, just experienced home buyer that needs a refresher, um, or maybe just a group of friends that want to take that next step and buy a home. Um, in this day and age, people are paying just about the same as they would for a mortgage and may want to get out of that renting cycle and build equity in an investment. So there you go. A home is a great opportunity. So Marie, can you tell us what's the first step to get started? Sure. But first, I want to say hi to Caitlin. Thank you for coming on to the Facebook Live. Hi, Caitlin. Um, 
So of course, um, let's go over one of the most important beginning steps, and that is meeting with a loan officer to get pre-qualified. So a lot of people are always asking, do we have to do this right now? Listen, even if you're not looking to buy right now, it's good to get that pre-qualification just to have an idea going forward as to how much you'll be able to afford, what you're looking at for a monthly payment. Um, so you certainly don't want to go out and start looking at houses without that prequal because I've seen it happen so many times. You may go out and fall in love with the house only to not be able to get the financing for it. So please don't set yourself up for that disappointment. You know, get the ball rolling in the right direction. Um, know what you can afford. And I'm going to tell you right now, a lot of times sellers won't confirm a showing um, until you send them that pre-qualification. And a lot of times us buying agents may not take you out either until you have it because we don't wanna set you up for that disappointment. Um, so another reason to meet with a loan officer is to find out what kind of programs are out there. There's FHA, there's VA, Corey will touch upon that a little bit. Um, so you can find out so much valuable information, especially a little bit of an estimated idea as to what some of your closing costs would be. Um, so I'm telling you, get that prequal first thing. And Fatima, what's the second step? The second step is once you've got that pre-qualification, talk to your realtor, meet with your realtor to discuss your needs, your situation, what you're exactly looking for. This can be extremely helpful because your realtor should know all everything about what you're looking for exactly in the home that you're buying. Um, and they'll be able to take you through the steps if you're a first time home buyer. By talking with one realtor that you know and trust about your must-haves, um, you know, make sure to focus on what you want to be in your next home specifically, and what you'll. If that home doesn't have it, you won't buy it. You know, you make sure that your realtor knows that. Um, what's your lifestyle like? Just some questions that you should go over with them. What's your lifestyle like? What's important to you? Um, schools, neighborhoods, location. Maybe you want a big yard. Um, car garage, open concept layout, whatever it is that's important to you, it's so, so crucial that your realtor has an understanding of these things. So definitely get that pre-qualification and meet with your realtor. These two steps are going to lay the foundation of your home search so that you have a solid foundation to go from. So now I'll turn this over to Corey Bowman and talk uh, for him to talk more about the pre-qual process and go over today's interest rates, loan programs, and what it means to have your credit pool. Thanks, Fatima, and thanks for having me on. Um, so like Fatima and Marie mentioned earlier, um, very important to get pre-qualified. You want to make that your first step uh, when you're doing this, because, you know, number one, you want to make sure that this is going to work for you. Uh, and number two, you want to know what is your price range. You want to know how much you can afford so that your realtor can take you out and, and show you homes. They're going to be with that, within that price range that you can afford. So how this all happens is basically we have a nice online application that you could fill out. It's very smooth and takes just a few minutes to do it. Um, and once you fill that out and you get us some of the required documentation, um, and some of those items are copies of driver's licenses, pay stubs, uh, W-2s and tax returns are typically what we would look for. Um, when we get all of that and once you apply online, at that point, we would get your credit report pulled. So we're going to see what your credit scores are like and what your overall credit profile looks like. And, 
you know, ideally, you know, the better the interest rate, um, uh, the better, uh, or the better credit score, I should say, the better interest rate. So um, do interest rates affect buying power is a, a hot topic there. And yes, it does, because if you have a lower rate, that means your payment's going to be lower, more money's going to the principal, which allows you to afford more of a home. So right now, the rates are very low. This is a great time to buy. Um, rates are generally averaging around the low threes. So excellent rates. Um, so essentially, once you apply, we pull your credit report. Minimum credit score is usually a 620. Obviously, you want to be a little bit higher to get a better rate, but minimum is a 620 typically. Um, and from there, we just see what program is going to work best for you. There's a ton of programs out there, lots to, to suit first-time home buyers. Um, and some of those would be some of our government programs like FHA, uh, VA if you're a veteran, uh, which is also a zero-down program. Uh, there's also USDA, uh, which is another zero-down program, uh, which is geared more towards buying in like more rural areas. Um, and that's a, and, and there's also uh, down payment assistance programs out there too. So the, there's a whole bunch of them out there for first-time home buyers to help them. Um, so once we get all that information, I see what program is going to work best, and I explain that to you. And basically, you know, every program is different; it fits everybody a little bit different. So we find that one that works best for you. Awesome. Thank you, Corey, for going into that for us. You're welcome. So you guys are probably wondering, all right, so we know we have to get the pre-call. We know we have to talk to a realtor. Um, what is the next step? So the next step is going to be searching using a trusted source. You want to get out there. You want to see houses and you want accurate information. Um, so to find a home you want to see in person or virtually, you want to use a trusted source. So Fatima, Tell us a little bit about those sites out there um, and what ones buyers should be using for their home search. All right, so I do wanna interact with our listeners, our viewers right now, just so I get a feel for who we're actually talking to. Get ready for this question, open up your chat boxes, um, comment in on the Facebook Live and answer the question, what do you use to look for houses? Bring up your chat box, let's see. Do you use Zillow, Realtor.com, Facebook, uh, any other site? Uh, what do you use? Paper ads? <laughs> uh, Marie, what do you usually see from your clients? A lot of times when I start talking to a new buyer, um, I usually find that they're looking on Zillow, that they're looking on Realtor.com. Those are the most common that I see. Yeah, unfortunately. Well, let me ask those viewers something. Just even if you didn't answer in the comment section, um, how many times have you looked at a house at those sites on those sites and found out that those homes came off the market about a week ago? It happens so, so often because those sites are not required to be updated by law. Um, unlike the MLS, which is the multiple listing service, um, the multiple listing service is updated every 15 minutes and has every property that's on sale within your area that's sold, um, that's being sold. So they're required by law to be updated and agents listing it have to keep that up to date. It's more accurate and just stick to an MLS connected site. Um, it can be frustrating for both customers clients and their realtors because it's not always accurate information on Zillow as I said but we have a solution for that 
we can give you a link in the chat box to a website that is directly linked into the MLS. It is www.homeinnewhampshire.com. Feel free to use any website, but make sure it is connected to the MLS. Home in New Hampshire is just one of those. Um, it's updated again every five minutes from the MLS site, so it's pretty accurate. Um, if you go on the site, you can do an advanced search, and there you'll see all the houses that fit the criteria you put in, whether it's location, number of bedrooms, bathroom, excuse the sound in the background. <laughs> so number of bedrooms, bathrooms, the price range you're looking in. Um, and this is where the prequel comes in handy. The price range you're looking at is right on that prequel. So being prepared as much as possible is critical in this competitive market. Marie knows that. Uh, you wanna make sure that when you find the home of your dreams, that you've completed these beginning steps, uh, pre-qual, talking to your realtor, starting your search, um, getting in, you know, speaking to a lender, all of that. So once you get the pre-qual, all of that, you start searching online to find, you know, the perfect home for you. You start, we together actually start searching for your dream home and touring them. So that how that works, you find it online, you let us know, give us a link to it, whatever the address, we schedule the showing for you. Um, we go and tour the house, we can do virtual tours, we can do FaceTime, Skype, private showings, anything that works, whatever works for you. Um, real estate related fields are considered essential and we're complying with uh, state guidelines so open houses are now virtual, well, actually, no, they're not virtual tours anymore, but they're allowed. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, but we are complying with them and taking the necessary precautions when it comes to wearing masks, gloves, um, hand sanitizer, booties, whatever uh, makes you feel most comfortable. So once you've toured a couple of homes, gotten a feel for what's out there, we usually suggest looking at four to five homes, maybe even a little more in your search um, at the beginning just so you can get a feel for the market right now. But once you find that home that you love, um, that it hits all your check, check marks on your list, um, you'll feel it. As soon as you walk in, we've experienced this so many times, you walk in with the buyer and they're just like, this is home. This yeah. is home. So Marie will go over what goes next. Yes. Um, so first of all, when you find that home with as much competition that's out there, like Fatima said, it's going to be very important to consult with your realtor how to structure, structure your offer in a way that's going to win the negotiation because we get into a lot of bidding wars sometimes uh, with our buyers. So we like to try and um, not have that happen. So how do we do that? How do we structure our offers? Well, we look at a bunch of different variables, um, especially right now, the average is four days that a house is on the market before it goes under contract. Um, so like I said, knowing how to structure that offer, we look at how long has the property been on the market? Do they currently have any other offers that we have to compete with? Um, what are other homes going for in the area? So, so many different variables that we look at. So what goes into an offer exactly? So first you have a purchase and sales agreement. Um, this is simply a written agreement outlining who is selling, what are they selling, who are the buyers, what are you offering to pay? Do you want to put in an earnest money deposit? Now, don't get that confused with a down payment on your mortgage. 
An earnest money deposit is simply good faith money. Um, it's showing the seller that you're serious. Uh, you want to buy the property. And towards the end at closing, that earnest money will go towards your closing costs. Um, so basically that purchase and sales is outlining the whole transaction as a whole. And it is not effective until all parties have signed. Now, if your offer is accepted, then that earnest money deposit I was talking about would be sent to the seller's agent to be held in an escrow account um, three days after an accepted offer. Now, what else do we have? Um, we have the pre-qualification letter that we've mentioned a bajillion times. <laughs> um, because again, we wanna show the sellers that we're serious, we've been through the process, we know that we can afford that house. Um, so very important that we include that. Now, the next thing I'm gonna mention is optional but I always recommend it because um, it really makes a difference sometimes is writing a personal heartfelt letter to the sellers. Um, and even including a photo or a family photo can really pull at the heartstrings and add some feeling to a transaction that otherwise wouldn't have any feeling. So Fatima, I know you said we were talking the other day, you had that happen not too long ago, didn't you? Yeah, so I had a family who was moving in with their in-laws into the same house and they put a picture all together and individual pictures of like their children and, you know, in their element with the in-laws pictures. It was super cute, um, but that's really what won the deal over. Um, and plenty of deals have gone through just like that where, you know, the picture and the letter itself, it resonates with the sellers and they choose that. That and, I can, and I can attest to that too. I just had one recently where they did the same thing. And yeah. the seller, that was one of the reasons the seller picked our, our buyers because That's of that. Awesome. Yeah. So it works. Yeah. yeah. See, I always recommend that. Um, so we put all this together. We email it over to the selling agent. They review it. If they choose to accept our offer or sometimes they can counter offer. Um, but if they do accept it, now you would be considered under contract. So when we say we're under contract, you just want to expect a 35 to 40 day window before you can actually get the keys and move in um, because you have a bunch of other steps that we have to go through, which we will talk about in a minute. So just expect it's gonna be 35 to 40 days once your offer is accepted to be able to move in. Um, so now I'm going to turn this over to Corey, because once your offer is accepted, you'll want to do a loan application and he'll be able to walk us through that a little bit. Yep. So first step is uh, you get me a copy of the fully signed purchase and sales. And then I call you and say, congratulations, you guys went under contract. Great news. <laughs> <laughs> so um, yeah, so that's step one. So you get me a copy of that fully signed purchase and sales. Um, and once I have that, I set up your loan. Um, and that starts the application process. So get all the information in. We also check interest rates at that point, And we typically try to secure you a rate lock at that time as well, uh, depending on when your closing date is, you know, whether it's 30 days out, 45 days, we'll look to make sure you get a rate lock long enough to, to get you to your closing date. Um, and then once we lock you in, we get your disclosures sent out to you via email and you can sign all those electronically. Uh, and that's the application process. You want that's step one. So we get all those signed. Um, and then from there, 
uh, you're going to be able to see things like, uh, you know, one of the questions is, well, how much are all the closing costs and all that kind of thing. Uh, so there's a document in those disclosures is called the loan estimate. Uh, and that's the document that's going to break down uh, all, of your, all of the closing costs, um, the monthly payment, how much money you're going to need for closing. So that's probably the most important one out of all that you're going to want to pay special attention to. Uh, it will also show something called, if you don't have 20% to put down, it's called PMI. Nobody likes that. The, the dreaded, dreaded PMI. PMI. <laughs> <laughs> so essentially what that is, if you don't have 20% to put down, you're going to have PMI in one way, shape, or form, whether it's on a conventional loan or a government loan. They call it different things, but it's all essentially the same thing. Um, and can it go away at some point? Uh, the answer to that is yes. So depending on what kind of loan you do, um, like if you have a conventional loan, uh, that will go away once you hit that 80% loan to value mark. You have 20% equity in your property. Um, then at that point, your PMI could uh, go away. You usually have to request it from your servicer at that point. Um, if you have an FHA loan, for example, um, that mortgage insurance is with you for the life of the loan, unless you put 10% down. And if you do that, you have it for 11 years. Um, so those are the two different options for PMI. Um, and as far as uh, programs that, that might need certain inspections, so that's another good one that comes up. What type of inspections am I going to need? So most people typically choose to get a home inspection, um, which obviously that's will tell you if there's anything wrong with the home. Um, it's actually not a requirement on our on us, the lenders' um, behalf, but uh, highly encouraged because for the amount of money you're investing in this, you want to make sure it's a good home. Um, but there's also other types of inspections too that could be required depending on what program you're doing. Uh, so a lot of the government programs out there um, uh, would require, for example, if there was a private well on the property and that's where your water's coming from, you'll want to have a water test uh, to make sure it's potable. Um, sometimes uh, you need a pest inspection. Um, those are common on VA loans. Um, so those are the two big ones you run into. Um, you know, and if an appraiser went out there and saw like the septic, maybe something was le leaking into you know, the, the yard, they might require a septic inspection. But, uh, but generally the water tests and the pest inspections are the ones that come up most often uh, with those different types of programs. Yeah, so Corey touched on inspections a little bit. Um, depending on your situation, you may want or need an inspection. Many people ask why, you know, this can, well, you know, just for your sake, <laughs> when we can make this, you know, for informational purposes only or part of the contingency in the offer, um, all depends on the situation. Um, the inspection itself can uncover a lot of underlying issues with the home and it can give you some further insight to the home before you buy it, which is always good. You really wanna know what type of improvements or repairs are necessary or will be necessary at some point in the near future um, when it comes to the home. So you always wanna pay attention to that. A lot of times these repairs can be negotiated with the seller in different forms. We can do money off purchase price or towards buyer's closing costs with seller's credits or we can ask the seller to hire a licensed contractor to fix those certain uh, things that need to be repaired in the house. There are different ways to approach it, but the inspection is usually paid by the buyer. It goes for around $400 for a general inspection, uh, depending on what you need, whether, you know, pest inspection or, um, you know, radon test, water test, all those will be an additional cost depending on the inspector. Uh, but if you do want another video just about inspections, stay tuned. We'll be creating a series that highlights each one of these uh, topics and 
um, we'll be going into more depth with it. We'll have an inspector on, we'll go into more uh, depth into the programs, loan programs and uh, pre-qualifications, this home search process, everything. Uh, Corey Bowman will be there. On one of the videos, we'll have Jesse from Extra Mile uh, Inspections to go over that with us too. So go into more depth with that. So Corey, the next step is appraisals. What can you tell us about appraisals and how it works? Yeah, so the appraisal, obviously, it's different from a home inspection. Sometimes people get those two confused. But uh, so the appraisal is um, the one that's definitely required for the mortgage. Um, and that's the biggest piece of the puzzle here with mortgage lending. Um, and basically, that's the document that's telling you what is the home valued at. You want to make sure it's worth the price that you're paying for it. And this is the thing that's going to tell you that. So hugely important. We order that right up front for you. Um, as soon as you sign all your disclosures, then at that point, we go ahead and get that ordered and you pay for that up front. And generally, those are right around the $550 range um, for most appraisals. Sometimes it could be a little more depending on what types of properties they are or where they're located, but generally around $550. Um, and a commitment letter is uh, another big topic that comes up um, as far as, um, what is it? <laughs> so in your purchase and sales, you're going to have something called a financing contingency date. Uh, and it's very important because this is what's telling the seller that you as the borrower uh, are able to get financing uh, and can close on this loan and buy that house. So we wanna make sure that before that date, um, we have all of your documentation that's required from underwriting, it's been reviewed and the appraisal is back in and has been reviewed and signed off on. Once that has happened, then we can issue that commitment letter, which you would in turn give to your realtor to show that listing agent and that seller that yes, I am approved for financing to buy this house. So very important. Yeah, yeah you definitely, yeah. Uh, I was gonna just touch on that real quick. It's definitely very important to know that date like Corey said, um, because if things fall through after that date, you could be at risk of losing your deposits and the house unless the sellers are willing to, to grant an extension and work with you. Mm -hmm. um, so very important that we all pay attention to that deadline, so. Yes, and your realtor will keep up to date with that and make oh, sure yeah. they definitely. But once that all of that is over, the prequel, the meeting with your realtor, the home search online, home tours in person or through FaceTime, whatever it may be, um, loan app process going under contract, all of that is over the 35, 40 days, you're getting ready for the closing table. And typically you'll have a final walkthrough 24 hours prior. Well, we have that 24 hour window. So um, usually it'll be right around closing time, right before. Uh, basically it's to ensure that the property is in the same condition as when you first saw it. Um, at the closing table, sometimes they are doing um, car closings. I just had one this morning where we had our closing in cars. So everything was signed in the buyer's car, the seller's car. I had nothing to do with it. I was like, oh my gosh, this is, this is different. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but the process is done. We say, congratulations. We take a picture. Um, that's it. So if you guys have any questions, feel free to type it in the chat box. We'll answer them, um, whether you're on Facebook or on Zoom. Any questions regarding any part of this um, before we move on to 
customer and client relationships. Feel free to type into the live chat box or the Zoom chat box. Yeah. And the customer client relationships is super, super important. It'll help you throughout this whole process and really define, you know, how your realtor can help you um, throughout the way. Okay, so I'm going to jump into it. I don't see any questions yet, but if you do have one, feel free to type it anyway. Um, so yeah, like Fatima said, knowing the difference between being a customer and being a client is very important, um, especially if you're a first-time home buyer. And I'm going to tell you right now why. A customer is somebody who is not represented by an agent. They never signed any kind of agreement. They did not hire the agent. They're just simply going to be working with the agent. So we can still bring a customer out to look at property, to disclose anything that we may already know about the property. Um, we can still write up offers and convey them. So what's the difference? And this is very important. We cannot advise, counsel, or negotiate for a customer legally. Um, so, and also any confidential information that you might have, keep it private. Um, when you have your first meeting with a realtor, if you're interviewing multiple ones, or you should see, it's called a relationship disclosure form. And that form is not a contract. We're legally bound to show it to you and go over it with you um, because it goes over these differences. And it explains that an agent does not owe a customer confidentiality. So anything that you think is confidential, keep it to yourself um, to protect your best interests. So a customer relationship is very limited. Um, our hands are tied in a sense. So if we go out to a showing and you're asking me my, my opinion on the price or, you know, what you should do, how you should structure your offer, I can't legally help you. Um, but in a client relationship, an agent is working for the client and therefore they could advise you and counsel you. So a client is somebody who is signed into an agreement with an agent. Typically, it's called an exclusive buyer's agency. And all that it really is is an agreement saying that you're going to be hiring that realtor for a certain period of time to look for a specific type of property in a specific price range. Typically, the length of that relationship is six months or until you find a property and close. Now, you can always mutually get out of that contract if you should feel that things are not working the way you had hoped with that realtor. Um, but... Once you sign into that agreement, you are then in a fiduciary relationship with that agent. Um, so it is their duty to promote and protect your best interests, to negotiate on your behalf. Um, they do owe, owe you that confidentiality, that full disclosure, loyalty, and lawful obedience. Um, so I always use this example. As we said, an appraisal is definitely necessary for a mortgage. So if you've offered so much money for a property and that appraisal comes back saying that it's twenty dollars or $30,000 less in value, you may want to try and negotiate with the sellers to get that price down. And an agent would be able to negotiate that with the sellers on your behalf. 
So by becoming a client, I really urge people to consider it um, because we can go above and beyond and offer you those full level services um, and be with you every step of the way. So we work with a customer, we work for a client. Um, and if you have any questions about that, please don't hesitate to ask. I'm checking out the chat boxes, making sure um, I'm seeing any questions that come through, so. Just stop me if there is one. Yeah. <laughs> now for anyone wondering what's going on in the market right now, you know, that's what we'll be going over. Um, a little bit about the price. A lot of people have been asking, you know, what's going on? Are prices going to be dropping anytime soon? Have they dropped already? Um, how has COVID impacted that? Well, to go over that a little bit, the prices of houses really depends on the supply and demand. And that's the huge driver of the economy. So there's nothing out there right now that says that the market will be dramatically changing and you know that the prices will be coming down when it comes to, to that. Oops. Fatima froze. <laughs> Come back to us. Come on, Fatima. Yeah. Um, so yeah, what she was saying was there's nothing really out there. We have meetings about this every week, um, and we have not seen anything that would indicate prices dropping anytime soon. I know that a lot of people hope for that, uh, but like she said, there are so many buyers out there right now, and we are low on inventory when it comes to listings. Um, so there are no indications that um, prices are going to be dropping anytime soon. So that's why we tell people be prepared as much as possible because you want to be ready. As soon as something comes on the market, you want to be able to go look at it. If you love the house, you want to be able to put in an offer. So be prepared, get that pre-qualification um, because there's so many people going out right now and we don't want you to miss out on your, your dream home. Um, so everyone, we're kind of at the end of our seminar right now. We didn't want to take up too much of your Thursday, but we hope that this helped, especially for anyone thinking of becoming a first time home buyer or maybe you already are. Please don't hesitate to reach out to us myself, Fatima, or Corey with any questions. We are so easily accessible. Mm -hmm. um, so feel free to call us, text us, email us, um, and we will answer you right away as soon as we can. Um, but also check out our Facebook page, Home in New Hampshire on Facebook. Also that website that we mentioned, www.homeinnewhampshire.com for your home search. Um, Corey, did you have anything that you wanted to say or add? Well, just that if anybody has any questions at all, um, call me, email me, text me. Uh, that's why I'm here. Um, and, you know, even if you don't have perfect credit, like I know I kind of mentioned some minimum credit scores out there, but even if you're not there, um, call me because I could still give you some guidance on how to get you to where you need to be. Um, that's what I'm here for, helping you get pre-qualified to buy a home. So, exactly. Yep. Yeah, exactly. And we tell people too, you may not want to buy for another year or two. Maybe you want to buy in a month, maybe five years from now. Either way, we're still here to answer questions. We'd be glad to talk to you um, mm -hmm. to help you with your long-term goals. So um, Fatima, did you have anything that you wanted to add? 
Yeah, it took me out for a bit. My apologies, <laughs> but <laughs> I'm sure you covered that uh, yeah. pretty well. Now, I don't know if you guys do have any questions, feel free to reach out to us, whether it's real estate related or not. If we can help, we're here for you. Um, make sure to, you know, message us on Facebook, email us. We have our contact info in the chat box. So don't hesitate to reach out. We're always here. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Thank you, Corey. Thank you, Fatima. Thank yeah. you, everyone who watched. Everyone. We, we really you. appreciate it. Stay have tuned a good July 4th week. weekend. Oh, yeah. And stay tuned for next week's uh, series. We'll start the call. Uh, video with Corey prequel going over prequalifications and programs and we'll see you then. Yes. All right. All right. All right. Bye everyone. Bye. Have a great weekend. Bye, everybody. Happy fourth. Yes. Happy fourth.